Troops, good evening. Here we are. It's another Eagle podcast. And I've been joined by a local entrepreneur who's got a cracking business who took a 110 Land Rover and turned it into a mobile via beer van. Uh, Tom, how are you doing, sir? Good, thank you. Uh, sort of, let's get straight into it, Tom. Where did you get hold of the vehicle from and how long did it take to, uh, to convert it? So we bought the vehicle off a chap down in Chesterfield. Um, we've been looking for one for quite a while to do something with. We wanted, we wanted one which was reliable, but then old enough to be able to drill five holes into the side of it at the same time because <laughs> it's not going to be much use for anything else. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we got that, bought it in the May and we converted it through the summer. Uh, first show we did was in the, sep- in the early September. Cool. And sort of, on sort of a borrowing insurance side, how do you, when you're insuring a vehicle like that and you sort of say to an insurance company, yeah, well, I've got this 110 Land Rover, but what it is as well, it's a mobile brewery. Like, is it a bit of a tricky conversation to have or is it fairly straightforward? Well, yeah, it's kind of, it's not something that I've done before either, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I spoke to them and obviously one of the big problems for us, uh, or the problems that I thought was going to be, um, that our beer taps stay on the, they're on the side of the, on the side of the Defender. Oh, okay. So you take, you can obviously cover them up, but they're still there. They're still um, visible, yeah. Anyway, as long as it's within, within the constraints of the vehicle, so the less than the wing mirrors, it wasn't oh, a problem. So actually, wow. actually insuring it wasn't, wasn't as much of an issue as we thought it was going to be, but. And um, where did the idea come from to, to take, had you seen another 110 that had been set up to sort of do food or beverages and you thought that's a great idea and I think I'll do it or is so, the idea just off, the, off your mind? Uh, we've I've grown up with Land Rovers and specifically Defenders, yeah. um, and I'd seen a couple of Defenders which had um, put pizza ovens in the back of mint, yeah, quite quite a few of those about, and really good ideas, and yeah. they just they draw a bit of a crowd, and obviously producing independent traders producing like really yeah. good pizza, like really cool, yeah, um, and I'm quite into my craft beers, so. Cool. I came out. I came out of what I was doing before the nine to five, and I thought I'm going to have to do something different here. Um, and we just combined the two. I'd been thinking about it for a while, but actually doing it is was something else. So, and and sort of, it's a love of beer, and a, so you've basically you've combined a love of beer and a love of one tens together to create the perfect business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's class. Uh, where does the love of, without sort of the love of beer, how did you get the knowledge to make, do you make your own beer or, or do you bring it in from somewhere? Or? So yeah, we, we don't currently make our own beer. Um, right. We work closely with um, local breweries, mainly uh, Three Brothers Brewery at yeah. Stockton. Three Brothers, yeah. And they're absolutely cracking lads, really good. Um, and we work closely with them. They do us a few of our own beers specifically yeah. for us. Um, we're actually in talks with them at the minute to to do a few more this this summer. Wow! Uh, but yeah, so it's it's come from them really. We haven't the dream. The dream is the brewery. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's a that's the big step, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's, that that's sort of down the line. And um, three brothers, obviously keeping it local, keeping it sort of um, a family-run business. 
is that is that important to you to sort of keep it within the region of the northeast and specifically Middlesbrough? Yeah, massively. Um, keeping things local is like that's what we're all about. That's our ethos. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and the lads that people do business with people, and the lads at Three Brothers are absolutely cracking lads. Um, we we also it's a good promotional tool when we're doing weddings and that sort of thing to be able to say three brothers do a, a beer mm-hmm. with honey from Osmoley and we're doing a wedding in Osmoley, whatever. Yeah. And it's just having a beer with a story and being passed through hands, if you like, yeah. actually means something. Whereas anyone can produce beer on a mass scale in a workshop in yeah, yeah. Know, but no, no, I, I know what you're saying. And, and obviously, um, by keeping it all sort of North Yorkshire Moors, sort of Cleveland Hills, Cleveland Way, um, yep. it builds like an identity, doesn't it, to, to the area. And then with what, with what you're saying, you're doing sort of wedding fairs, etc. And there's a story and people are like, oh, this is from, this is from our region. And the, and the, People get behind that. I know we have the opportunity with social media to be worldwide, but actually I think yeah. we're coming back in on ourselves where people want um, a, a, a locally sourced uh, a beer and, and, and a lad like you from, from the area who's had a great idea and has changed it into this. And a great idea is one thing, but actually delivering on a great um, end product is another. And um, I suppose it helps sell. I mean, they've got quite a large network as well have they so do they promote you as well and vice versa yeah yeah oh and that's kind of what the small business is all about isn't it mm-hmm. everyone kind of working together promoting each other collaborating all that sort of thing 100 percent. like what you were saying keeping it local definitely that's it's coming back around whereas before everyone was trying to go international for no reason and kind of yeah. spreading themselves too thin too thin um but yeah Definitely keeping it local and, and getting a an identity. Um, it's definitely something we're working towards. Uh, and I noticed one thing, uh, Tom. When when you uh, popped up on my newsfeed, straight away I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." As in, your branding is really good. Like it's really yeah. good. I think because I follow the North Yorkshire Miller hashtag um, with, okay. with what I do. Um, obviously, that's how you've sort of fallen into my timeline. And I was like, "Oh, brilliant!" And then I sort of read the. So I read the name a few times and I was like, oh, and before like, I saw an image, I thought, I, I know what this lad's done here. Uh, and then yeah. I saw it and I thought, wow, this is, um, this is a great brand. How did you come up with the, tell us the story of the name. Did, was it always going to be that or did it happen? Someone just say organically or? So we went through all sorts of different things, kind of, <laughs> you can obviously go through all your, your general beer yeah, kind of and all that sort of thing. The we beer bus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and we wanted something, so it kept it towards a Land Rover and kept it towards a Defender. So yeah. one ten, your vehicle's one hundred and ten inches. That's what the chassis is. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to give it a bit of a nod towards that. So then mm-hmm. people who, because lots of people who do high us are Land Rover enthusiasts. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. So we wanted to put a nod to that, and then obviously. You're on taps, the kind of yeah, the, it, it gives it away, but um, yeah. yeah, the branding we did it all in house. Um, oh, wow, fair play! That, that's kind of what it's a bit of a passion of mine, but I've never kind of done anything professionally, anything like that. But um, yeah, we did it all in house and we worked towards it and kind of put it out to a few of our friends and family saying, What do you think of this? What do you think of the name? Um, but yeah, it's all about 
building the brand, isn't it? And get getting people behind it. And as you say, if you can kind of build the brand locally, mm-hmm. that's the dream. So, yeah, I feel like people are trying to take over London before they've took over Stokesley. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. people, you know, they, they're trying to, oh, I want to be in London. Well, what about your own back garden? I, 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 are you the king and castle of that? Well, not, no, mm. not really, but I'm trying to reach a lot of people in London. Well, it, it, you know, it, it, it does take time. And um, sort of uh, big success stories are obviously sort of Black Sheep Brewery, Theakston's, you know, these big sort of, uh, not a million miles away from, from where we're talking about, but, no, you know, yeah. they're really big brands now and they're still... When you go to sort of mash them, it still feels like they're very much a part of that community. And even though they're yeah. a big sort of entity, they haven't gone, yep, see you later, we're gone. Um, because no. they know this is where it was formed and this is where it was built. And, yeah. and I think um, sort of with what you've done there, that's, that's, that's good. What was your, um, what were you in another life? What, was you, what did you used to do? Uh, I was a transport manager. What, haulage uh, company? College company, yeah. Wow, okay. Can you say who it was? Um, so it's it was a it was a family company, family right. business. Yeah. And then it moved on and I was a transport manager for a company called Universal Tankers. Wow, right. And was that Maybe. sort of de- was that dairy and fit and feed or no, um sewerage. Oh <laughs> glamorous. <laughs> yeah, very glamorous, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, well uh, right. fair, fair, fair enough and did, did your did your business were you sort of doing that and doing this is sort of a crossover or did you just one day you quit that and then you started this so we've got um we've got yorkshire vehicle hire which is the we have land rover defenders which we hire out for weddings and self-drive oh okay um so that's kind of i was running that whilst i was still working um then i dropped down to part-time doing like three days a week and then it kind of just got to a stage where Yorkshire Vehicle, I was that busy. Mm. Um, and I had this once and on tap baby in my head, which I was thinking about doing. Yeah. And I just thought, the time's now. So whilst I converted it, I stayed on board. Um, but then afterwards, I uh, kind of decided I need to put all my energy and all my efforts and all my, just everything into into the new business. So that's what I did. It, it, becomes, um, it becomes a monster, doesn't it? A new business. You, you have to wear so many caps, you know, head of marketing, Head of research, head yeah. of HR, head of social media. Is there anything that you've outsourced to anyone, or do you still take take control of everything? Um, no, we haven't outsourced anything as of yet. Uh, <laughs> my wife works works with me, so she does a lot of the admin, does a lot of the accounts, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But like like you say, it's a you're wearing so many hats, and <laughs> people kind of when you try to build something and you you try to build a business, lots of people kind of think well, what you're actually doing what you're actually doing through the week and it's like well you've got your accounts mm. you've got your admin you've got your quoting all purchasing there's so many different things you can be doing without actually seeing you only see the tip of the iceberg don't you mm. um, actually turning up to the event i suppose it is for me i suppose it might be for you as well that's actually the easy part or the enjoyable part is actually the day of of it running and and, and it all going well um where do you sort of, um, what's the process for someone sort of booking you and, and, and what sort of events do you get booked for? And is there any of them that's like been absolutely well out there where you thought, I didn't expect to be selling beer at an event like this? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously with the, 
with the wedding cards that we do, we do yeah. that kind of ties in nicely with the with us providing a bar for a wedding. Um, yeah. So we do we do lots of weddings, um, other events. We do lots of Land Rover events because yeah. there's plenty of those about. Um, we're going to a few in the summer, which which would be quite good. Uh, apart from that, our charity we we've got a we try and support a charity uh, each year. And this cool. year it's kidney research. Right. Um, and out of kind of, we we got in touch with them um, and said, you're going to be our charity of the year and this is what we're going to do. We're going to promote promote you and do a few things and try and raise as much money as possible. And then at the same time, they said, we've got, um, they're called Bridge Walks. So they do three yeah. Bridge Walks, Glasgow, Newcastle and London. Right. And they said, they wanted us to be there, um, to provide beer at the end of the walk, to kind of, give people a bit, a bit yeah, of an yeah, atmosphere yeah. a bit of yeah, yeah. so that's probably one which is out there which we didn't think would be doing um, but yeah that'll be that'll be nice to do yeah no that's a great um, that's a great bit of networking and uh, on promotion how do you promote the business um, so as you all know like you said you found us on social media social yeah. media is ma- massive for us for both yeah. of our business um, we that's for for one ten on taps, especially we haven't done any paid promotion on anything. It's all just organic, if you like. Um, yeah. A lot of it's networking, word of mouth. Um, like I said, people do business with people, and hundred percent. The products cracking, the beer's really good, but if people don't get on with people, and if you don't if you don't have a common interest, and if you don't if you can't work together, then you're not going to be you're not going to be very successful so that's what we kind of pride ourselves on um mm. yeah uh, i i get that and the fact that um you know sort of you're willing to come on the podcast and talk about your brand you know that's who knows who this is going to reach who could be planning a wedding or they could be planning and a big event and they're thinking oh you know we need a bit more sort of range of the sort of stalls that we've that that we want and then all of a sudden uh, i believe in I never. I don't think luck is the word because we get where we get because we put ourselves out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you coming on this podcast, someone hears it and they're like, they get in touch with you and say, "Pa, I'm glad you've come on the scene." And before you know it, you've got this big sort of big event. And I, I always sort of say to people, just say yes all the time. As in, if someone says, "Do you want to come to this?" or "Do you want to come to that?" or "Do you want to speak on this?" then say yes because. A closed door offers offers you nothing, but an open door. Who, who knows? You know, not every door will lead to success, but um, we all know what you find with it with a shut door, and there's there's nothing there. So that being said, do you ever sort of take yourself to networking events or sort of what is a networking event for a, a food and beverage company? Because I don't think I've ever seen a <laughs> a beer one at a networking event I've been to. Uh, um, so the kind of whole networking event to me is it's a very much it's a fairly fundamental part of what what we do but the word networking i don't particularly like mm. it's it makes it makes it too formal for me yeah um, but and it makes it that people are trying to make money out of people which again mm. is it, that's not what the purpose is for me anyway um so it's it's as much about connecting with people in your industry so whether It'd be three brothers and they're going yeah, to yeah. a beer fest, beer festival, and you kind of get speaking to other breweries, 
um, other bar companies, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. We go we go to quite a few network events. Like we're part of Welcome to Yorkshire, um, so they hold yeah. they hold quite a lot of networking events. Again, it's it's all keeping keeping it local within the Keep within the brand. county and that sort of thing. Yeah, and we we've met, we've met so many people through the networking events that we've been to, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't have met, and from different walks of life, different industries. And you think they they might work in finance, but the brother's getting married next year, and he loves Land Rovers, and it's kind of yeah. it's just it's crazy how it comes about, really. It, it's I don't suppose it, well, it's not funny, but Land Rover and one tenant and that sort of military model, and uh, it's been the workhorse of sort of for a long time. It was the British military, and obviously within the farming communities, agricultural communities, like the one tenants almost synonymous with the British countryside and then obviously the British army and uh, that side had it. Um, what do you think it is about that Land Rover brand and that sort of iconic shape that, that's stuck around so long as, as a brand? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a good question, isn't it? Because obviously they've just stopped yeah. four years ago and now we'll stop yeah. making defenders. Um, I think the simplicity of it is, is one thing. Yeah. Um, which is why it's stood the test of time. Um, if you look at the shape of it, it has you would draw a four by four as a kid. Uh, mm. We've got a little two-year-old, and he's absolutely obsessed with Land Rovers again, <laughs> because you, and he, he he can spot them a mile off, literally. But the brand itself, the the way they advertise, the the story, the whole. Mm. Drawing in the sand, the picture yeah. of the in 1948 in Anglesey, yeah. um, drawing his design. It's just got the whole story behind it, and it goes back so far. The whole history behind the whole, the whole brand, and especially the series and the defenders, mm. just makes it makes it something one people want to be a part of and will pay to be a part of. I mean, I've seen. Um... Through my time in the, in the army, obviously we had the 110, we had the um, the Land Rover Wolf. Um, you know, yeah. very very diverse vehicle. And to be fair to it, there wasn't much it couldn't couldn't withstand terrain wise. You know, if you put it, they always had a good set of tires on them and sort of the diff lock and the power within the engine. Um, I mean, the only sort of downsize, what, what I would say, is the sort of because they were quite high off the ground. They weren't yeah. they weren't that hard to tip. Whether you, you know you could sort of get. You sort of get yeah, them, yeah. you could get them over, um, but again, um, because they were so simplistic inside, it almost feels like you couldn't break them because they were just sort of you know very, but very easy to modify as well. And I've seen some unbelievable personal modifications where people have gone, you know, the full, hot, you know, really, really kitted them out to be something really, really special. Oh yeah, there's some some big companies out there who modify them and. Mm. They've done it for a long time. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do now. They've run out of defenders. But, um, mm. yeah, I think that's one of the attractions to people that you can take a car and you can literally take it apart with a with a spanner, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like that. People like to be able to tinker and like to be able to modify it. There's not, you can't do that with modern cars. No, they're too, intri- they're too complex, aren't they? There's too many things yeah, to break. too many electric. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and th- and but, that doesn't really work, does it? Um, sort of on a busy industrial, like on a sorry, an agricultural farm 
all weathers, all seasons, you know, um, fancy electronics and mud and, and, and water don't really, don't really do the, don't really do the dance to the, (laughs) no, absolutely not. And that's it. At the end of the day, it's, it is, and people have people who, because they're a little bit marmite. People either love them or they hate them. And people who hate them like to come and tell me they don't like them, which is which is fat. Um, great, but great stuff. Yeah, Thanks I'm for like, letting me you, know. Yeah, do you want a beer? Um, yeah. But the, the, I think the glorified tractors, and that's what that's what people come and tell you. And it's like, well, that's fine. And if if that's how you see them, that's how you see them. But lots well, of people kind of see them in different in different ways don't they yeah i always remember sort of back at my military days down around in catrick driving around the driver train area and going up some absolutely ridiculous gradients in them and yeah. you know holding it on the clutch on a, on a massive gradient and then having it having enough wally in it to pull it over the over the bank and thinking god it's some it's some piece of kit this and yeah, definitely. You know, you, all you would ever need to pull a, another a Land Rover out of a bog is another Land Rover. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was, I think that's why the British Army had so many. In a, and I do wonder when when they moved away to sort of the new sort of style vehicles, um, did it lose its, lose a bit of iconic? But there must have been a lot put into circulation because I know the I know the military just sold off literally all of those Land Rovers were just like yeah, yeah. send a lot to auction and all the parts. So I think yeah. you might have a few to. Um, to get through eventually, but yeah, yeah, I can't see. Um, I, I remember sort of. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these ones, but they made an armored Land Rover called a Snatch, which right. basically um, the top cabin they put um, armor on it, so they put bulletproof armor, and they put yeah. sort of double thick windows and sort of a cage over it, and uh, that right. was. Uh, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do nothing to the suspension, so they they made it extra heavy on top. So. You could like literally roll it about ten mile an hour if you went around the corner so fast, which is yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like the one inspector, isn't it? Like the, yeah. I mean, James Bond did they? Yeah, yeah. You see, you see those flying around, and people have kind of <laughs> tried to recreate what they're doing, and it's it, they are the if you actually there's so many books about defenders and Land Rovers mm. um, flying about, and the, the history behind them is it is incredible when you start to really look into it yeah yeah if you if you want to know about building a brand then Land Rover is probably a good a good place to uh, a good place to start so on your on your yeah. conversion of yours how how did you is your Land Rover you've got now is that how you saw it when you first started modern it or did you have to start to change it with problems that always arise I mean yeah obviously like you said problems arise as you go um, <laughs> yeah and and we've, I've never, I've never done that. But I've never done this before. And um, so when I, I told my dad this was my plan, I said I'm going to put beer taps on the side of it. And he kind of looked at me, and he's normally somebody who's like, if I give him a business idea, he's like, kind of gives you a bit of a positive feedback, but constructive. And he looked at me and kind of just thought, and I could tell he just didn't get it at all. <laughs> so and I drew him out a few pictures, and I still didn't wasn't on board. Was it, anyway, wasn't on got, brand. No, yeah. we got we got kind of part way through, and then it just clicked. You know, when you start, well, it was probably when the beer taps actually went on. Um, so w- how it looks now, I mean, I I'd pictured a um, colour wise, so we we got it sprayed black, and then my wife kind of said, "Is it a bit too masculine? Is it because you've got your beer taps? Mm. Are you gonna for, for weddings and that sort of thing?" And I said, "Right, okay, well, what can we do?" And so we decided we've put, we've got some. Um, hops which kind of run down um, nice some stickering on it and 
the kind of again it all nods into the what we do because mm-hmm. funnily enough although it is a defender with beer taps on the side and people come up to us and they won't see the beer taps hmm. they'll just look at the Land Rover and I don't know why whether they look past it or what but they say can I get a beer and they I don't know if they think you're just going to go and open the boot and get it out but you then start pouring it out the side of the Land Rover and they kind of that's where the, the shock factor comes yeah, in, yeah. Or the wow factor yeah, and was that always the idea to have the beer taps on the side or did that sort of change when the plans changed? Yeah, so I've seen a couple um, of different Land Rover bars where you can kind of open them up. Um, now, to me, that could be any vehicle then. You could have mm. anything which can open up. What I wanted to do, I didn't want to change the shape of the Land Rover right, at okay. all. I didn't want to put a door on it so it opened up and you had all your beer in yeah. there. I wanted it, so you pulled up, mm. and lit- literally you were ready to serve. I mean, obviously, we need we need an, we need an hour for the cooler to kick in, but apart from that, you're ready to serve. Beer. That's amazing, and that's yeah. that's what I was. That's what the aim was, and that's kind of well, that's what we've achieved anyway. So, how many beers have you got stocked on? Uh, say you go to uh, say you go to Stokesley Show. Do you go to Stokesley Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you go to Stokesley Show, yeah. Uh, oh wow. What um? How many beers have you got on, and how many pints can you serve? What's like? What wipes you out completely? So, we've got there's five beer taps, mm-hmm. so we can have five different beers on. Yeah. Um, in terms of something like Stolty Show, which is really local to us, yeah, we can just we can just take as much beer as we want. So, I mean, wow. obviously the key the key thing is you don't run out, isn't it? At an event like that or any event anywhere. Um, so you over you always over egg it, but. So you've got you've got five taps and they can all do eighty eight pints each and that's just one keg each. So wow, right, eighty eight pints. And um, something like Stokes, you sure you you must be able to blast through a few few of them eighty eight pints. I mean, oh yeah, so, I mean th- this year year gone it was absolutely boiling. So people mm. were obviously having a, a great time. Um, yeah. And again, something like that we were opposite Sam Turner's the yeah uh, yep yeah, and one of the girls who worked at Sam Turner's at the end of the day we were just packing up and she came over and she, she had a beer with us and she was getting married in uh, <laughs> North Yorkshire Moors yeah. and she said this is absolutely perfect and that's that's where that came from and we've, we've booked their wedding in August this year so on Yorkshire Day which is which is ideal really Can't you, you know it's that um, it's that uh, sort of Law of attraction, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're there pushing out a really great brand and a great business, and then someone looks over and goes, "Oh, what's that over there? Who, who, who's that over there? I'm going to go over." Yeah. And then they're excited to have you a part of their day because you bring this whole unique thing where people are going to say, "Oh, you know, um, Kelly and Max Budden, did you go to the beer guy? Oh, yeah, the, the Land Rover. It was class. I had yeah. five pints of this and da 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 da." And and, I, and I'm, do you follow him on Instagram? It sort of builds it, doesn't it? And it's all this. It's all this sort of flooding out into the community and everyone's sort of knowing you and talk, talking about you. And it's, it's funny you mentioned Instagram. Instagram is great for what you do. I, I think if yeah. you, you know, you, you can go live, you can do all sorts with the Instagram stories. You can really promote your brand and build, build a, you know, a good following quickly um, yep. and sort of get people sort of tagging you in and sharing. Um, social media, though, uh, how have you found it? Obviously, without guessing your age, I think me and you aren't too dissimilar in age-wises. Um, I had to sort of go and learn it a little bit. 
So have you have you sort of got any courses or you just picked it up as you've gone along? Um, a bit of both, really. Kind of obviously, I was going to say Instagram is the new kid on the block, but it's probably not anymore, is it? Um, it's probably no, it's just crazy. Else. Well, I'll quickly tell you, it's this crazy thing called TikTok. Um, and if I've, heard, I've heard of it. I don't know what it is though. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a crazy crazy platform. However, because it's new, um, it allows unbelievable organic reach. Like you. Like you just can't get on Instagram or Facebook because it is new. Right. It's letting you just get seen by 50, 60, 70,000 people for a nine second video, just like that. Yeah. So it's a video editing app, really. That's what it is with a social aspect to attached to it. But it's right. so, so creative. I mean, you could do, you know, you could, you could make a brilliant video um, and it would be seen by like 100,000 people. Right. It's, it's, it's mental. But yeah, go on, sign yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so I mean, pers- personally, as a, on a personal level, like social media, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan, and I don't t- tend to use it myself. But yeah, we it's something that you can't not use for a business. It's yeah. just it's one of those platforms which is it's just massive. Um, lots of it we do through Welcome to Yorkshire. To be honest with you, we go to quite a few uh, marketing and tourism um, uh, talks where. They'll get a company in and yeah. they'll tell you about all the new things happening, which it's it's just an absolute minefield. I mean, even the, even the guys who are working it day to day, they say the amount it changes is just ridiculous. So I think one thing for me is you just you stick on your brand and you've just got to kind of go with what you believe in rather mm. than try to do something, take a picture to try and get likes and all that sort of thing. You, if you get one like and one booking, that's cracking. If you get 100 likes and no bookings, it doesn't mean anything, does it? People have got lost. People have got lost on it, Tom. People, people believe that success is likes and follows, and, and, it, and, yeah. it, and, it, and it isn't. It's, it's about people believing what you're doing and coming out or coming to or booking or what, what, whatever it is that you do. And, and and that is the success. I mean, there's people buying followers and buying likes, and I just think it doesn't it doesn't doesn't pay the bills. Now, have you heard of um, social media influencers before? Have you heard that yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's sort of influencers at every sort of level, and yeah. and sort of I I've sort of used them to sort of see what happens. And there's a few times where you think, you know, there's people sort of coming to you saying, ah. Oh, um, it's 250 quid for me to wear your t-shirt and, I, and I'll, I'll tag you in the post and I'll write a thing a post about you. And it's like the, a whole brand new business has been created online with this whole social media thing. And there's people making a killing. And if you could get someone, you know, um, someone local to you, um, well, Alan Hinks is from North, North, uh, North Allerton. Uh, he's a top mountaineer and he, he loves right. a beer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so if yeah. you was to say to him, uh, you know, Alan, do you want to come along for a beer? Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, probably yeah. do your world a good because everyone knows that he loves a beer. But if you've got yeah. someone who hates beer to promote your brand, they'd be like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? So you've still yeah, got to yeah, have yeah. that level of sort of um, authenticity. Yeah, yeah, you've exactly. Got, yeah. You, you've got to have a link. He's from North Yorkshire. He likes a beer. You're from North Yorkshire. You've got a beer truck. It, it, it makes sense, but it's when people see things like, you know, um, people just go and get like, oh, I'll just go and get women in bikinis to stand next to, next to this, and it's like, 
well, what's Byron Byron sort of looking wise? What's that relevant yeah. to a brand? Like, I think you've got to be more 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 sort of savvy now. With it. Um, what sort of events have you got coming up? Have you got anything? Is is this a is this a sort of quiet time for you? Sort of like winter, Christmas coming into March yes. time. So kind of before Christmas, um, <laughs> we are, you do all the Christmas markets and Brilliant. we all the local Christmas fairs and that sort of thing. So that's that's not a quiet time. Um, but yeah, obviously January, nobody's wanting to drink in January, and then you kind of <laughs> you, you we kick on from end of March really. So and that that can now go through right to right to Christmas. So it's a, it's a long enough it's a long enough sector, but so. We've got your country shows, your agricultural shows. Um, we're doing. We've just been signed up for it's at New Newby Hall this year. I think it's called Tractor Fest, which nice. I haven't been myself. But Class. it's it's totally the people who will be the country people who will be going there. It will just be totally on on brand for what we're trying to do and who we're trying to attract and who what we're wanting to sell beer to. So. Yeah, we've we've got some good good events coming up. As I say, lots of weddings um, and food festivals. Where at the minute you kind of your time at the minute these couple of months, it's getting everything booked in, getting yeah. everything booked in, get everything everything sorted out. Um, and yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of which we're going down country for. We've got a couple which we're teaming up with Land Rover Monthly to oh. go on a couple of their stands at a big Land Rover show. So yeah, it's exciting. I, I was just going to ask you, have you got have you got a range where you think, oh, I'm not going past York or I'm not going sort of north of Newcastle or if it's worth it, you'll go? Well, if it's worth it, yeah, if it's worth it, we'll go. Um, I'd kind of, I'd go anywhere and kind of just, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll travel down through the week or whatever, but if my, if my wife kind of gets hold of it and finds out, she'll say, just screw your head on and have a think about it. Um, is, that's is kind it of what, that's yeah. Do you have to sort of say, say something, I don't know, say there's a, a show in Cornwall, example. Would you yeah. have to sort of sit there and go, how many pints am I going to have to sell to make this worth going? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, we, we do do that. Um, obviously, kind of, we do all the figures and we make, make sure that it, it pays. But we, someone asked us to go and do a wedding down there, actually. And I was thinking, you could tie it in with a couple of days down there. And I, sp- I spoke to my missus and she kind of just said, get a grip of yourself. So mm. we, 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 we back healed that one, but it's all just a learning curve, isn't it? You kind of, you need to, it's all a learning curve. You do things and you, it's either going to go well or you'll say, I'm not going to do that again. I, I think with what we've got around here, uh, Yorkshire Dales, Yorkshire Moors, um, Weardale, Teesdale, you know, there's probably enough there to keep you, you know, really, really busy. And I suppose if someone oh, said, gosh, yeah. you know, if, if someone who was absolutely minted said to you, look, Tom, I, I want you at this do, uh, and here's 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> then you're not going to go. No, sorry, mate. I, I, it's it's you know it's yeah, it's an hour and a half past. Yeah, <laughs> we don't exactly. we don't leave. If it's financially advisable for you, then then you're going to do it. And I think um, I've not seen another vehicle like yours. Like I've seen a converted ambulance. Um, I've seen loads of sort of T T fives, T foot. You know that, yeah, that yeah. sort of camper variant, coffee shop variant, ice cream, etc. Yeah, yeah. But I've not seen I've not seen a Land Rover. Um, and sort of even beer, I've definitely not seen anything um, beer-wise. And I wonder, as Oktoberfest becomes 
a bit of a sort of sensation in the UK, and it's it's definitely starting to pick up that as an idea. Oktoberfest. Yeah. I think you'll get more and more called to sort of go to these Oktoberfest meetings that we're starting to have now. Yeah, I mean, like you say, until I kind of came into the market, I didn't realise how big the craft beer um, industry was. And it is it's huge. It's huge. Um, there's there's lots of gin horse boxes and gin wagons. And, and to well, me, gin, the, that market's been flooded. And yeah, 100%. It's on, it's on the way down, in my personal opinion. Um, but craft beer, I think it's got a lot to give. People are always going to drink beer. Mm. Um, and I think the market is growing massively. And if you can tie that in with something, with having a, mm. a cool-looking bar, like having a Defender, which pours yeah, beer out absolutely. it's uh hopefully it's going to be a winner. Um, steel is it steel gin from Borough? Have you seen them? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's a that's a great brand. Um, yeah, they 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 they're onto something. But I I know what you're saying. So the sort of spirits game is sort of one minute it's it's rum, spiced rum, then it's whiskey, then vodka makes a bit of a comeback, and then gins. Then everyone's opening a gin bar, and then it's yeah. like, oh, I'm on the craft beer now. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. definitely moves in a cycle. Um. I remember, I remember cider. Like at one point, everyone was drinking Bulmers, weren't there? And, and Copperberg. Yeah, yeah, there was a summer, there were a couple of summers of that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Where just everyone was on on Boomers and 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 Magnus, and that was it. It was like, where's this come from? Cider made yeah. this big, massive push on again. And you're you're right. It's it's just trend, isn't it? And um, and I think people. There's, there'll always be people with money. People will always have money and people will always, will, will always spend it where they want to spend it. But I think now, more so, they, they want an experience. Do you know what I mean? Like, And, and, and getting a beer from, from you and, and your stand. Because someone will come up and go, oh, can I get a pint of whatever? And then they'll say, yeah, yeah. oh, so how long have you had this? Because it's there's a story behind it. And then yeah. they'll tell their mates. And I, I mean, I, I personally don't um, drink anymore knocks on the head for personal reasons but sort of when I did I couldn't really if he said to me name a beer I'd be like Budweiser Budweiser like yeah. do you know what I mean like that's like a very generic mass produced yeah, yeah. no story behind it well there is a story right but you know what I mean not anymore it's long gone from its yeah. traditional roots um, yeah but people would be you know do you get down to sort of York races as well have you have you gone down there yet we haven't been down to York races no but again it's kind of it's one of those things where there's that amount of doors opening at the minute. We're just, we're just kind of going to be all over. But I tell you what, Tom, York races, York races would be a great one for you, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd yeah. be, that'd be huge. Um, yeah, that would be something else. I mean, that is, that is really popular. York, York itself just seems to be sort of booming, doesn't it? Um, I was there on Friday. It's always got yeah. all sorts going on. It's a great place. Oh, the, the, the food, the food, well, it's, I'm not classing it as the food capital of the north now. Wow. You've got, you've, well, you've got you've got so many different vendors. Mm. Yeah, popping up, and it's yeah, it's York's cracking city. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place. Uh, Tom, we're going through this really, really well, mate. So we're going to move on to the five what's. Um, so okay. the first one, what's the greatest piece of advice you've been given? Um, greatest piece of advice would be take risks. Um, oh, I love it yes <laughs> don't yeah so take risks and, and make a decision whether that decision end up being right wrong 
but you've actually the important part of it is you've made the decision, and yeah. you will. If if it's a wrong decision, you'll learn from it, and if it's a right decision, then you move forward. And brilliant. That's that's a massive one for me because I've I've worked with people and I've I know people who just kind of dither and don't mm. make a decision, and you could have made the wrong decision, moved on, and that then. Does. And I, obviously, I understand that there's certain decisions which you need to take time and all the rest mm-hmm. of it but some of them you just need to say this is what we're going to do and do it rightly or wrongly so Absolutely. yeah that's what I'd say that's a that's a fair one uh, second was what's on your bucket list Ascot <laughs> yeah well so I mean business wise yeah I mean we we I'd very we do like doing the weddings to be fair because mm-hmm. it's, you're part of someone's special day Absolutely. But at the same time, if you're going to your agricultural shows and all that sort of thing, they're, they're cracking because you meet so many different people. Bucket list, um, personally, is uh, I want to I visit New Zealand. So that's on my bucket list to do. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, you could franchise, mate. You never know. You never know what's going to well, go in a few years' time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, like you say, there's, um, there's a, defender, a company out there who hire out defenders for self-drive. And the amount of pictures that were flying around on Instagram with uh, their defenders are yeah. absolutely awesome. So. That's a fair one. Um, uh, this is always a sort of interesting one. Uh, the third was, what's been your toughest day, either as an individual or as a business? <laughs> um, yeah, that is a tough one, isn't it? So I'd say um, the toughest day that I've had is um, when... My my father got taken um, very ill, and yeah. I, I was still at, I'd just left university, um, mm. and I got thrown I got thrown into the deep end of right. You're gonna have to run this business while he's while he's not while he's not wow. here, and it kind of it was a bit of a eye opening thrown into the fire situation. But it was a tough day. It was, it was a tough day for all sorts of reasons. But yeah, it kind of best. gave me a bit of an opening. What so, what business, Tom? Was it the farm business? What? Sorry, was it? A so farm? it was a tank. No, it was a tankering business. Oh yeah, so right, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that was that's... ten years ago. So I was like, oh yeah, seventeen, eighteen, and it was just kind of like, right, okay, let's crack on then. Wow. Yeah. Fair play, mate. Testament to you. It would have. Um, I always believe in this. It may feel like a bad experience at the time, but afterwards, it's always it's it, it's always for the better, isn't it? Well, yeah. It, I'm a great believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, and that, that definitely did happen for a reason. Um, and it kind of, it, it makes you, it, you grow into who you are, don't you, from, from those experiences. So yeah, definitely very tough day, but you can kind of look back at it and say, right, that happened and we've... Yeah, and got on with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, fair play to you. Uh, number four, what's been your happiest day? Oh, my wife will kill me, won't she? Yeah, no, no, sorry. So I, I have to, I have to rephrase this because obviously, if someone's married, I feel like they have to, they have to say. Um, but apart from your wedding, what was, your, what was your happiest day? Um, well, B- yeah, business wise, and my, and my son being born, yeah, yeah, oh, business wise, yeah. um, happiest day. I think the happiest day I had. Um, 
now I look, you don't realise at the time, but looking back is when we when we sold our family business, the uh, the tanker business last time because it yeah. kind of it t- it taken so much out of our family personally. Yeah. Uh, uh, which it was kind of just the right time, and we're now three years, four years on from that, and it was it was the right move. Um, and it kind of it's again, it's a decision. Mm-hmm. You don't know at the time whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. Um, it's so far. It's uh, definitely one that we've we've made the right decision. So fair play yeah, to you. That's, that's what I'd say. Looking back, fair play to you. Um, the road haulage industry. Uh, my dad used to drive uh, for a big company, sort of in the northeast. And uh, I don't think people understand how hard of an industry that is, and how sort of scrutinised it is by agencies. And you know, one one mistake, and there's big implications, isn't there for yeah, it's people, a, it's a, people it's involved in it. Tough industry, definitely. It's a tough industry to kind of be a part of. Tough industry to be working in, mm-hmm. uh, and there's all sorts of stresses, and it's a very kind of it's a very male in orientated um, industry. Which and there's there's local business men that I'm sure you know. Yeah, who unfortunately um, had to, have taken their own lives over mm. such stresses from the haulage industry so it's definitely something that in the future i'll look at kind of revisiting in terms of raising awareness for that sort that side of it because the mental health side of it is something which is massive mm. and it's, a, it's a massive part to me as well so i think and i don't want to make this about haulage industry but sort of i think it needs a massive change it needs a massive change of idea uh, uh not just from within side but governmental like the way people think about the haulage industry the way people view sort of truck drivers and etc because it's an incredibly lonely uh and demanding not physically depending on a sort of you know just drop but yeah mentally, mentally it is a very demanding oh. for, for all people involved it's uh and then the end of the day if you know everything that we've got you know it's come off a lorry at some point hasn't it so somewhere on its journey it's been on the back of a truck and I don't think yeah. people understand the sacrifices, you know, that the no, people, people make in that industry. Yeah. If if the drivers are doing it sixty hours a week, then the people behind that are doing eighty hours. It's uh, yeah. it's brutal. It's a brutal life. Um, last one, mate, for for you and your business. What's next? What's next? Um, so the the dream. The dream is to have a fleet of yes. Land Rover 110s. Yeah, that's the dream. Um, but I think um, short term, we're kind of concentrating on building the brand, yeah. keeping on point of what we're doing. North Yorkshire Moors. Yeah, brilliant. Um, we've kind of we're, we're speaking with with people at the minute. Hopefully, going to do something with um, the tour to Yorkshire. Oh, that'd be fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it's like red, it's going to be in Redcar as well, which is local to us and Labour. And there's lots of places. And it's, again, all all the, we live in such a, a beautiful part of the UK. Yeah, 100%. And it, needs, it needs to be catapulted to the world, really, because it's, it's a bit of an untouched gem. Um, even though lots of people visit, I think yeah. there's still lots of people who, who don't. So I, I, I sort of... Um... My home for my hiking business is the North Yorkshire Mirrors. Now, I run events all around the UK, the lakes, Snowdonia, Scotland, etc. But 
I always say to people, the North Yorkshire Muirs, it has its own beauty. We've got our own sort of absolutely stunning places. In fact, the whole place is just littered with history. Um, and uh, I, I'm the same as you. Whatever opportunity I can get to promote North Yorkshire, I, yep. I, I'm literally all over it, like all, all of the time. And sort of, and I don't want to get political, but with Brexit now, it's down for small businesses to showcase the very best of Britain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We we have got a direction of travel. We're traveling that way. Um, and what I'm thinking is you, you've got to highlight Britain and say, look, this is what we're all about going forward on a global stage. This is yeah. what we're all about. This is why you should come to the North Yorkshire Moors. This is why you should come to Britain because of Whitby, um, Scarborough, Robin Hood's Bay, Osmothersley, Oz you know, all, all these great places. Um, yeah, yeah. They've all got their own. They've all got their own beauty. Um, yeah, and, 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 yeah I'm all, and I'm all and I'm all for it. Um, brilliant, uh, Tom. Look, we've absolutely gone through that, and I thank you very much for your time. Uh, where can people find you, and how do people book you? So, yeah, in, Instagram, Facebook's probably easiest. Um, one ten on tap. It's spell out one ten rather than yeah. the numbers. So, yeah. Yeah, and then Yorkshire Vehicle Hire as well. So you can find us on either of those. And if we're, we're on the, we've got websites. And if you ch check us out, and you can see see what we're all about. Brilliant, ladies and gentlemen. That's been Tom from uh, One Ten on Tap. If you've got an event coming up and you need something that's a little bit different, and you want to add a little bit of the wow factor, then I suggest you check them out on Instagram. Uh, get in booked and and have a amazing craft beers at your special occasion. Uh, coming up next, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's the official coffee sponsor of Robust Tours, uh, a veteran brand which is making absolute headway. Uh, Green Barrier Coffee Company. Uh, I've just got some on the post. It's absolutely 10 out of 10. No more dog shit costa for me. I am on the good stuff. Moving forward, small business. Tom, thanks very much for your time, mate. And I'll have this podcast out ASAP. Cool. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot.